Hi, thanks for joining me today. I am really excited to talk about the way that resentment, grief, and envy play a role in our relationship and share a little bit more about my personal experience and some ideas I have about how we can use relationships to heal from resentment and grief and maybe envy. Thanks for joining me. I'm Annalise Lucero, and this is The Good, The Bad, The Family. When does resentment enter your life? Resentment can build, it can grow, it can be spontaneous, but it all comes from the same place, a lack of compassion for ourselves and for others. I really think that resentment is the insidious child of jealousy and anger. It overtakes our story when we don't put our needs first when we get caught up in unhealthy dependency or misplaced value on the opinions of others. Resentment in relationships can be especially damaging. If we allow resentment to go unacknowledged, we let it build and suddenly we are facing contempt for our partner. Do you often find yourself keeping score with your partner? Does resentment grow when your score is higher and your partner doesn't acknowledge all the work you've done? Well, guess what? Relationships aren't a game. And if one of you is losing, the relationship is losing. If one of you is winning, the relationship is still losing. We have to sit down with our partners and talk about the needs of our family It's not about dividing things equally. I I can't even tell you how many times I say this to couples. It's not about equality. It's not about 50-50. I mean, sometimes in relationships, it will be 90-10 because sometimes life happens and our partner, they, they have a lot going on. Maybe they've had a family member die or they're ill and they don't have much to give maybe 10%, maybe zero. Maybe they're having a life crisis and they need you to give it all temporarily so that they can recover. So yeah, I don't know what equal in a relationship is. I don't even know if we can define it because every relationship is different. I think it's about acknowledging that this is where we're at today. We have to have compassion for our partner, but we also have to set our own boundaries. This will keep resentment out of the relationship. So we may have to let certain things go, like having a home-cooked meal every night of the week. And I speak this from experience because that was something I really wanted. And I wanted my partner, my husband, to participate more in weekly meals. And I just had to kind of realize if I want him to participate and not resent him for really just like coming home and eating the amazing meals I cook, then I have to let go of the quality of the meal and just accept what he's capable of. He has a very high stress job and often he's traveling or working later till right up about dinner time. And that means he's not going to have very much time to prep dinner. 
But that doesn't mean that he doesn't put enough effort in for me to acknowledge that he's trying and that he's giving his best. He doesn't have the time that I have to cook a full meal, but he can get food on the table and feed our family. Um, I mean, of course, he would say there's nothing wrong with getting Chick-fil-A or going to Applebee's for his meal night. And that's fine. I have learned to let it go. And it has kept resentment out of my relationship. I mean, maybe just on that part, right? (laughs) But I think that it's important to kind of go over the family needs often. Like we have to meet often, maybe once every other week or even more. And we discuss what the family needs. And it's there that we can acknowledge our lives can get busy and overwhelming. And maybe there we shift our roles as needed week by week, you know, maybe it's month by month for you. And we can be kind to one another. It's not about being right or winning or keeping score or I did this, you do that. It's about connecting and supporting one another. Chances are your partner does not want to fail you. It's also very likely that you do not want to fail your partner. So why are we often fighting about how to get things done or about how stressed and tired we are or how disappointed we feel? I think it's because no one ever really talks about the grief that appears in relationships. It can come at any time, many times. And I think that this grief is really related to resentment that comes up in relationships because the grief I'm talking about is like the grief that we experience, maybe grieving the lifestyle that we had before kids or the life we had before a big promotion, or maybe even before an affair, the life that we were accustomed to comfortable in. Um, knew the patterns, the nuances. We knew the partner that was that person then, the expectations they had. It was like a rhythm that we could get into. And then we insert this big change. And with change comes loss. And with loss comes grief. I think we grieve ourselves before maybe our partner got seriously ill. Or we grieve our sex life before a major body change like having a baby. We grieve hobbies that we shared with our partner before we started school again and had more time. I think this list can go on and on and on. And it is as diverse as our life is. But I think it's really important to acknowledge that grief, to honor that grief and talk to our partner about that grief. I think there can be a lot of healing when we look at our feelings together with our partner, when we explore what we're experiencing in a safe place with our partner. I think this is really, it's much more achievable when you have trust and like a foundation of trust with your partner. But I also think, you know, if you're willing to be vulnerable and you feel safe enough with your partner to open up about what you're going through, It can be really empowering to see your partner's experience and to have your partner witness your experience and acknowledge your experience. It doesn't mean they're having to say, oh yeah, I feel the same way. 
but there is power in being seen. And I think that's a little bit of what resentment is about too. Like maybe it is part of, we just don't feel seen by our partner. We just don't feel like our hard work is being acknowledged. I, I really, I have sometimes cringed at myself when I have said, it just isn't fair. I can remember thinking back when I was first married and I've been married almost 14 years to my husband and um, he was traveling a lot for the military, getting to go to these really fun places all over, like all over the world. And I held myself back. I held myself back. I remember being pregnant and he went to New Zealand and he asked me to go. I had the option. It was there right in front of me. And I said, no, I said, no, I don't want to go. I don't want to be pregnant flying 15 hours. Ugh, I had the opportunity and I didn't take it. But I resented my partner, my husband, my best friend. I resented him for having all these amazing opportunities to go these, to these really cool places and see these amazing things. And I just felt like, well, this isn't fair. I don't get to do that. I have to stay home. Somebody has to stay home and take care of things, or I have to have the baby. I have to ugh, on and on and on. And I just think, you know, looking back, if I had only just had the maturity to understand what it was that I was feeling, I was afraid. I was pregnant and afraid, and I had never traveled out of the country. I didn't know what I was doing. And I really, truly think if I had shared that with my husband, he could have supported me better in finding the strength and the bravery to, to try something new. Because as much as I really wanted to try new things, I was terrified. I mean, I was terrified to like call the doctor and make a doctor's appointment when we were first married. Um, I was like 22. I was a child. Basically, we grew up together, uh, raising each other as young adults. And silly time to think about. But yeah, I mean, it's true. I was terrified. But I resented him because he had the opportunity to go. What I failed to see was that I had the opportunity as well. And I just, I just didn't have the skills to take it. So I think that that's why it's really important to have a conversation with your partner and really open up to one another to explore your feelings and what you're experiencing. Because I think too a lot of times grief, it shows up in, in interesting ways. Grief can come at us sideways because there's really not a toolkit that we're born with or most families pass down that teaches us how to handle grief. And I'm not talking about grief of like the death of a loved one. That almost seems more normal um, to process now, right? Like Especially if it's an expected death. Unexpected death is different, sure. But you know, an expected death, maybe like an elderly person or, um, well, I suppose death is just hard no matter how you look at it. But I think there's a difference in this type of grief. Um, both a loss, but death is like its own unique kind of grief. Um, whereas this, these, these maybe, oh, I hate to measure things and I hate to like qualify things. But if we could just have better language to describe what I'm trying to say, the only words that I can come to mind are like big grief and small grief or, um, 
I don't even know. But let's just stick with that for now until I can kind of come up with something better. Just know I'm not trying to qualify people's grief. But I think this is maybe like those smaller griefs, those smaller changes in our life that can have a really big impact on us. And we just don't have the toolkit to deal with it. I think if if you go to therapy and you have a professional that's helping you process grief, that makes it easier to communicate about and it makes it safer for you to emotionally deal with and cope with and process. But I also think that having a partner, having a relationship, that can also be a really amazing place to find healing, to find insight. Um, to process really big feelings like grief. And when we do that with our partner, I think it can help build more compassion for one another and it can help us to understand each other better. Um, And I think too, it can empower us. I feel like I'm just getting a little bit off of topic because I've kind of gone on this whirlwind about grief when really I wanted to talk about resentment. I want to read something from the Brene Brown, uh, Brene Brown's new book, Atlas of the Heart. In this amazing book, Brene Brown explores all different emotions that we experience in life. And I was traveling to see my brother in California recently, and I I brought this book with me. And it's a very um, intense and kind of emotionally heavy book. And I felt very captured by the explanation and definition of resentment. And I think too, it's very helpful because Brene Brown gives very personal um, stories and insight that really helps us as the reader understand the subject kind of better and on a personal level. Um, But she says, resentment is the feeling of frustration, judgment, anger, better than or hidden envy related to perceived unfairness or injustice. It's an emotion that we often experience when we fail to set boundaries or ask for what we need, or when expectations let us down because they were based on things we can't control, like what other people think, what they feel, or how they're going to react. Boom. Oh, holy cow. It just really hit me. I didn't I just, I don't think that I truly understood how much resentment I had in my life. Ah, And I hate to say that because I don't, I don't want to be seen as that kind of person. And, and I find it interesting because Brene Brown talks about that a lot too, in this personal experience that she has with resentment. And it's just, it's hard because I feel like I'm such a, a justice seeker. And I think that's like some personality on one of those personality quizzes, But I am, I really do, I believe in fairness and equality and justice and all the things, but like in a more kind of um, like closer to me sense, I want justice for when people break rules. I want everybody to be, you know, having a fair share of responsibility. I want my family members to all have, you know, equal share in cooking Thanksgiving dinner or cleaning up after a meal or whatever, household chores, on and on and on. I want things to feel fair and equal. 
And when I feel like I am doing more than the fair share, which I really, even saying it now, I'm like, well, that happens all the time. Even now, I feel like I have that resentment and I can't shake it because maybe I'm just not setting really good boundaries. Maybe there's more for me to explore there and what it is that's bringing up the resentment. Um, Because I think if we focus in on just our partner, it's too easy. It's too easy because sometimes I will resent complete and total strangers. Um, like people I don't even know who I think, God, I could do that better. Why, why do they get paid to do that job? They're doing a crappy job. Like I have said that so many times it's terrible. And I think that that's just not a very positive way of, of thinking. And I like that Brene Brown explains it as this, it's coming from a place of envy, not anger. I'm not an angry person. I'm an envious person, right? I want things to be a certain way that I feel like they should be. I want to have a certain comfort or feel a certain sense of justice or righteousness or whatever. And I really think that resentment is an emotion that I need to explore more. And maybe it came from being a kid and, and being a kid and seeing other kids with things that I didn't get and not understanding why, or, you know, whatever, whatever the start of this path was, I think resentment is something that I really want to explore more for myself. And, um, I hope that maybe there's something in this episode that resonates with you or, or maybe it's something that can bring more awareness into your life or your relationships to help you understand how resentment plays a role. I think that I think that it's all kind of tied together. Resentment, envy, grief, loss. At least for me it is. That's the narrative that I have. That's the story that I'm writing. That I experience grief and when I feel grief, I get envious of others because I don't want to feel this pain that I have. I don't want to have this loss or this change. And I envy people who maybe aren't experiencing that. Or I envy my partner for not struggling as much as I do when I have change. It's kind of interesting to think about. And I would love to know what you think about resentment. Um, You can find me on Instagram. I'm really trying to build my Instagram profile. It's so much harder than I thought it would be. And I have to kind of uh, keep envy at bay when I look at other professionals. Oh my gosh. And even now I'm thinking like, yeah, I kind of resent other people's profiles where I like look at them and I think, God, my stuff's pretty good. Why don't I have 10,000 followers? It's not to be immature or like it's not, it's, it's more just like, I want, maybe I do want that validation that, that like what I'm putting out there is important, but it's more like, isn't there room for all of us? I don't know. Like they can have 10,000 followers and I can have 10,000 followers. Right. I don't know. I really just want more listeners on my podcast and I'm hoping that Instagram will be the way to do that. So Yeah. Thanks for bearing with me. And hopefully you're laughing and smiling like I am because I laugh a little bit at myself when I get on Instagram and post videos and 
things like that. But it is a really useful way of connecting with people. And I do feel like you have to meet people where they are and people are on social media. I am doing blogs and I'm doing podcasts and I'm doing, but people are on Instagram. So if I want to reach them, that is where I have to go. So that's where I'm going. Well, that's where I am. Anyway, I really am grateful that you stayed listening and that you joined me today on this little chat I had with myself about resentment. Um, And I hope you subscribe and keep listening for more content. I am very excited to be putting out more and more episodes this year, this season. Um, Yeah. So thanks for joining me and I look forward to next time. If you want to hear more from the good, the bad, the family, please subscribe. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MFT. Thanks for listening. I'm a licensed and trained marriage and family therapist, but this podcast is not a replacement for therapeutic advice. If you need help finding a therapist, visit psychologytoday.com to find a therapist in your area.